Hello again. Welcome to another episode of the OIS podcast. I'm your host, Sophia Patai. Now, they do say the eyes are the window to the soul. And for sure, that's true and profound and poetic. But nowhere else than ophthalmologies where we really believe this to be true. And certainly many systemic diseases can be detected in the eyes in before we can detect them clinically. But I'm going to go back to the real world rather than poetic. And I know that we need rate imaging devices to enable that. So I'm thrilled today that we have two gentlemen from Heidelberg Engineering, which many of our listeners will be familiar with. Uh, it's well known for its integrated imaging devices and particularly in uh, optical coherence tomography and the spectralis. But they are much more than that. And so that's the reason for today's podcast. So I'm thrilled today to have two of the company's senior leaders, Kafir Azule, Head of Corporate Strategy at Heidelberg Engineering GmbH, and Tosh Vadia, Managing Director of Heidelberg Engineering UK. Welcome to you both. Hi, Sophia. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. So, of course, we want to learn more about Heidelberg Engineering, its history and its future. Um, but to start with, we'd love to know more about your individual career journeys and your arcs that have brought you to Heidelberg Engineering. Uh, Tosh, you're local to me uh, across in, in London, so why don't we start with you first? Great, thanks. Yes. Uh, well, overall in ophthalmology, probably in various facets, about 28 years. So I originally trained as an orthoptist uh, and I decided then to go into the commercial side of the business. So I've been in various commercial uh, factions of ophthalmology in terms of pharma and then device uh, sales management um, and then head of sales in Northern Europe to kind of arc all the way around to kind of GM and MD now of the UK operations. So um, lots of commercial on the ground experience for me. Thanks for sharing. And I really want to pick up on that real world kind of grassroots experience as we dig deeper into, you know, what digital and, and tech means for us uh, on a day to day basis. So uh, thanks so much, Tosh. And Kafir, why don't we pass over to you? I know you've got a variety of different experiences, so I'd love to hear about that. Sure. Um, well, I started working in the medtech and ophthalmology industry over 20 years ago, like Tosh. And I won't say exactly how long ago, because um, this morning I actually learned that I was older than uh, Rashid Sunak, the new British prime minister. Yes. And I'm still processing that. Um, so <laughs> suffice to say that I started over 20 years ago uh, at a company called uh, Luminous, um, formerly known to, as Coherent Medical to, uh, to many in the industry. And that's where I got exposure to different medical areas, uh, including ophthalmology. And I quickly fell in love with the ophthalmology field. And over the years, I climbed up the, the proverbial cor uh, corporate ladder uh, until I became uh, vice president and general manager of the ophthalmology business of the company. And uh, in the process, I also uh, completed the basic clinical and science program in ophthalmology and uh, got an MBA focusing on, on health economics. And approximately eight years ago, uh, I was approached by Heidelberg Engineering, uh, which you know, I consider to be one of the best things that ever happened to me professionally. And I joined the team in Heidelberg as head of corporate strategy, um, focusing on various strategic and long-term initiatives of the company. And I think it was around four years ago that um, I was offered the role of managing director of Munich Surgical Imaging, or MSI, which is a wholly owned company of Heidelberg Engineering. And this company specializes in fully digital microscopy and image-guided surgical uh, applications. So I've been wearing these two hats uh, for the past few years. 
Wow, that's it's quite an inspirational journey. And uh, I also resonate on the Rishi Sunak age things for sure. Um, and what I think, you know, I noticed for both of you is, you know, there's always been these touch points with ophthalmology, right? Uh, Tosh, your, your background as orthodontist and Kafir, you know, your kind of practical and uh, theoretical application of your knowledge into the ophthalmology field. And so let's dig a bit deeper into Heidelberg engineering. I mean, Kafir, you mentioned one of the best things professionally that happened to you. In ophthalmology, you know, the community, of course, knows of Heidelberg Engineering and of their devices, but we don't know that much about the company. And it's almost quite hidden in some ways. It's, we know it's a privately owned company. So we'd love to know more about uh, the inception and, and journey of Heidelberg Engineering. And uh, maybe both of you could share uh, your perspectives, maybe Kafir and then Tosh, tell us, you know, what you think, uh, how the story's been evolving uh, and sort of where you feel the company is going now. Sure. Um, well, I mean, Heidelberg Engineering is is a really unique company, and I know it sounds a little bit like a cliche, but I really mean it because it, it really kind of stands out and stands apart in the in the ophthalmology industry, in my opinion. And what really sets it apart is is a genuine um, commitment to the science, you know, to image quality, to setting the standards. Um, our, our friend, our mutual friend uh, and, and colleague for me and Tosh, um, Kristen Williams, uh, she calls it, um, how did she say that we are contributing to the ground truth in, in scientific and clinical care in ophthalmology. And, and I think most of us really kind of wholeheartedly believe that. And I mean, as a company, I mean, we have, we have offices in more than um, seven countries worldwide. We have more than 600 employees. Uh, our sales this year are nearing 150 million euro, which is record for us. We have an impressive installed base of systems, um, really renowned academy and education programs. Uh, and I think you know that great relationships with scientific and clinical researchers, uh, collaborations with pharma and biotech companies. I mean, probably and in, in, in on and on. And I'll, I'll leave something for Tosh to say as well. Uh, the, the only thing I can say is that we are a privately owned company and our Co-founder Christoph Schoss is still um, kind of fully involved and engaged with the company, and uh, his daughter Ariana Schoss Vargas is also now a managing director in the company, and she's gradually now taking over kind of all the day-to-day leadership activities. So we are fortunate that we have kind of this smooth generational change within the company because that's not something that that you take for granted, and I'm sure you are familiar with many cases where this is not the case. So we're happy that this is the case. Uh, the only sad thing is that unfortunately, five years ago, um, actually, it's really almost five years ago to the date, it's, it's next month in November, uh, that we lost uh, Dr. Gerhard Zinzer to illness, and he was a co-founder of the company and really a, a beacon of, of innovation in the field of ophthalmology in general. And Tosh, any thoughts you want to add to that very comprehensive yeah. overview? Yeah, just to kind of um, kind of distill down the essence of the company, I think uh, Kafir touched on that a little bit in terms of the co-founder owners, Christoph Schoes and Dr. Gerhard Zinzer. I think uh, when they started the company more than 30 years ago, um, to obviously get to the size of the company that we are now, it really is quite unbelievable. Um, but I think their initial drive and passion really did rub off on a lot of the um, next generation or the, the wider company employees. They were very, very approachable. Um, Christoph Show still is today. I get um, emails and messages from him asking me about the industry and various things. And I think when you see that drive and you see that passion, I think it, it kind of truly distills what um, the essence of the 
company is, it really is still quite close knit. We don't really, really um, I mean, there's, there's hardly any hurdles to go through in terms of, you know, talking to the owners. Um, uh, that means, I think, um, even from its early inception, we're very, actually very quick to react to opportunities. And I think Heidelberg have been very, very good at that over the years in terms of uh, the Heidelberg Group uh, and its various acquisitions underneath that. Um, but also in this kind of, you know, Adrian now where everyone's talking about having a vision and being innovative and being leaders, I think you can have as many um, PowerPoint presentations to try and drum it into you, but you'd either kind of, you know, born with it uh, and you have that innate drive and that's passed on to the employees or you try and learn about it in various um, training modules. Well, let me kind of drill down onto that aspect. You know, you talked about uh, the close-knit kind of family aspect um, and really getting to know the the organisation. But also, I think from my interactions with you, it also is a reflection of the relationships you built with customers as well. So let me understand from you, Tosh, uh, from from your role and from your tenure in the organisation. Tell us more about, you know, how do you build that relationship that is so productive and collaborative um, with customers, not, not only ophthalmologists, but orthoptists, uh, photographers, everyone in the, in the ophthalmology community. And how do you nurture that relationship? And, you know, what, how does that help maybe in product innovation? Maybe you're getting feedback and learnings, you know, from the community. So how do you leverage your, your role as a leader in the company, but also as someone who's so connected to the customers to get the, the best uh, you know, out of your devices and of ophthalmology in general. Yeah, and um, I think um, since we started the UK subsidiary back in 2011, I think uh, education was the kind of cornerstone in terms of making sure that the customers got the most out of the equipment because like a lot of Heidelberg products, they do a lot more than they probably the customers and even the staff even think, you know, I mean, uh, but I think going back to what Kefir said, you know, having that innate truth in what we do and actually believing in a product that will make a difference in a clinical setting is very, very powerful. Um, there's um, lots of, you know, equipment out there. So why is it ever so different? Because we kind of stand behind and we believe that it does give better clinical outcomes. And in that patient's management, that's very, very telling. So we have a very loyal customer base who obviously understand that we are um, one of the best when it comes to imaging but like anything else a great image is a great image but actually what's the data coming out of it and uh, the wider community which is what Heidelberg have been part of for quite a number of years is the research community and actually that again almost feeds back into the whole story of uh, better patient outcomes from a clinical setting because we're so heavily involved in research. Thanks, Tosh. Great, great insights. And I want to translate that over to Kafir because, um, you know, you're at the kind of the very front end of innovation and establishing new business relationships. So tell us more about, you know, focusing on the innovation space. What projects have you been working on? Uh, you mentioned Munich Surgical Imaging. I think I also understood there's a collaboration with Bash and Loam. So tell us, you know, what's happening, what's keeping you busy and where's the future for you? Sure. Um... I mean, this is really an exciting period for, for Heidelberg Engineering in general, but also for me personally. And maybe just to give you kind of the, the greater backdrop of this, this um, Munich surgical imaging story, uh, you know, we, we, had, we as a company, we had not planned on going into this field. And, and like Tosh said, uh, we, as a privately owned company, we have the flexibility of being opportunistic, and I mean it in the most positive way. 
And but we had always kept kind of a close eye on all innovation in the market, but also specifically in this field. And for a long time, we had felt that um, kind of the, the, the digital microscopy space was interesting, but that the technology wasn't mature enough. And um, I think it was a few years ago already that uh, we came across a 3D surgical visualization technology that kind of really blew our minds away uh, in terms of the image quality. Uh, I'm talking about parameters such as kind of the depth of field, uh, the color reproduction, uh, resolution, contrast. And I mean, we immediately thought what a you know game changer this could be if we espouse, so to speak, our core competences in you know diagnostic imaging uh, and, and in OCT in particular, which we are renowned for, uh, together with this 3D technology. And that's essentially what we've been focusing on um, ever since, ever since we, we, we acquired that technology and created Munich Surgical Imaging uh, in Munich. Um, but originally we were actually planning on bringing, you know, this technology to market by ourselves um, because that's what we normally do. Yeah. But I think at one point we quickly realized that, you know, selling capital equipment to the OR was not really our, our, our core expertise or operational expertise. Uh, so that's when we approached Bausch and Lomb, I mean, with whom we've, you know, we've partnered before on, on, in other areas and they are kind of an industry partner in certain uh, aspects. And, and I have to say to their credit, they immediately saw the, the potential and the synergy of, of combining kind of this technology with their really extensive surgical product portfolio. Um, and then maybe to go just straight to the core, I mean, we showcased the system for the first time at uh, just the, in the past month at, at E-Retina, ECRS, right. yeah. and AAO. And this, you know, it was an incredibly positive reaction from surgeons. Wonderful. And, you know, we're really looking forward to working with the surgical community on, on kind of developing new surgical applications and finding ways to change surgical intervention that could, you know, in a way that could improve outcomes and reduce adverse events and find new ways of doing doing kind of new things. Well, thanks for sharing that. And it's so great to hear the, the positive uh, immediate feedback around what you're doing. Uh, but maybe I can uh, challenge Heidelberg a little bit on this and, and Tosh uh, to you in particular. So, you know, Kafir's given this uh, wonderful scope of what's on the horizon, but we know that you're in at the grassroots, as it were, seeing customers. So how do you think this technology can actually be adopted? Will it be adopted knowing, uh, you know, your expertise of market access and reimbursement in, in so many of the years? European and Western markets. So what's the what's the reality versus the optimism, isn't what I'm asking? The reality is, and I think it's always been, it's, it's not even this um, amazing new technology. It's obviously, you know, breaking boundaries and digital microscopy, but actually um, with the Spectralis OCT and then obviously with the anterior and anterior segment OCT, it's always been about that kind of purity in terms of image quality, first of all. And actually, what does that mean in real terms when it's translated down to ophthalmology in terms of a clinic and then the patient? It really comes down to clinical efficiencies. You know, at Heidelberg, I've always been about having a shorter time space between diagnosing a condition and then the management of that condition. And I think from the digital microscope point of view, that just adds into that story quite nicely. But uh, across the board, it's just really about elevating standards of care, um, uh, reducing the burden for clinicians to obviously have so many 
compartmentalized products and data packages, you know, and um, I think as I alluded to before, the Heidelberg family also has um, German company called Medical Communications in its group as well, which obviously is a, a PACS-based radiology system. So again, data management from all these uh, devices we've got is managed securely and it's obviously managed efficiently. And then we then look at what we're doing with regards to uh, electronic patient records, especially in the UK. In the group, we also have Medisoft. So again, data management going into um, uh, the electronic patient records. I'm really, really keen that from a clinician's point of view, that they see as much rich data and imaging in that electronic record as possible. That in itself will uh, increase clinical efficiencies, no bounds, and that's really across the board, you know. No, well, thanks for sharing the reality, and let's hope it is indeed that case. Now, Tosh, we've also, you know, touched upon uh, your interaction growing within within the company since two thousand and eleven. Talk to us about that journey, because you know you've had a subsidiary in, in the UK. Uh, it, it started off, I, I know, with a much smaller number of folks in the organisation, and you've built it out over time. And you've had to deal with challenges of, let's face it, Brexit, MDR. Yeah. Uh, the, the kind of global chaos of, of, of coronavirus, of course. So talk to us about that journey in the company. How did you, um, you know, start building uh, a culture and, you know, what challenges, uh, apart from the obvious, have you, or tell us about the obvious and the other challenges we may not have seen, but have been very instrumental uh, for the organisation? Yeah, I mean, um, anyone who knows me uh, fortunately knows I love a challenge. So obviously, I know I, that for sure. <laughs> That's so, why you're here today. <laughs> so when I took on the GM and the MD role, I mean, I think um, one of the challenges coming into it was obviously being extremely customer focused on the ground to suddenly be behind a desk and obviously look at the financials in terms of trying to, you know, manage um, spend v um, income and obviously looking at efficiencies that can be made, but also just trying to distill what the customers need and what they want into that general company vision. Uh, and I think um, I've learned from myself that I'm pretty good at what I do. You know what I mean? I'm a pretty good at uh, understanding what the ophthalmology trends are out there and trying to be a kind of, you know, forward thinker leader uh, in how we sell, sell, market and distribute products and support our customers. Uh, surprises wise, um, I think I'm a pretty good uh, as I said, visionary, if you want to use that word, in terms of I like to um, really understand ophthalmology as a whole, every facet from, you know, research to um, uh, not just the kind of space that we're in, medical retinal glaucoma, but now we get into surgical. So I like having that appetite for ophthalmology and understanding that there is a patient at the end of it. And that's who we are ultimately serving uh, and this is a service that we are providing uh, to our customers i think that mantra has to stay along especially in the healthcare field no wonderfully said and you know i i, I completely agree you are definitely someone that uh you know really uh semis up to the challenge and and thank you from the, you know i've seen that and people speak so highly of you uh in the ophthalmology community and and, and what you're doing for us so thank you for that now Kafir, you know, you're at the forefront of innovation in ophthalmology. You're, you're seeing all the new technologies coming through, creating new technologies for us to use in ophthalmology. So many words are used, um, digital, metaverse, omnichannel. So tell me, you know, 
let's throw out the, the wheat from the chafe. What do you think are the big trends for you? Um, you know, nothing confidential, of course, but where do you see the excitement uh, for you personally and for Heidelberg Engineering with the ophthalmology lens on? Um, well, Sophia, I mean, uh, yeah, you touched on a lot of buzzwords there. And, <laughs> and you know, I, 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 and I think you also know from kind of your ex extensive experience in the investment world, um, you know, how often you come across the buzzwords and how, you know, big the gap is oftentimes between right. what you hear and what the reality is. And, and you know, I have to say, I personally subscribe to the to the famous Gartner model that talks about kind of the, the peak of expectations and then, which is probably the pinnacle of the hype. And then you have kind of the, what they call the trough of disillusionment. And only then you kind of gradually achieve what one would call as a, uh, kind of a stable growth adoption vector for kind of any given new technology. So maybe to nitpick on one example, which I think we've all been hearing a lot in recent years, and I think three to five years ago, this was really the case maybe with AI. Only now, I think we are finally getting to the point where, you know, where we're seeing applications that provide real clinical value as well as workflow value. Um, so, I mean, this is the nature of, of technology, the way it, it reaches the market and it goes through iterations and, and, and a certain process. And it's fine. I think you just need to know at what phase you're in as, as, as any individual that is involved either in investments or in bringing such technology to market because you don't want to be there too early or too late uh, to the game. Um, but I mean, with, with this caveat kind of aside, um, and, and since, you know, I cannot go into anything that is one would define as confidential, I'm personally excited about kind of the wave of digitalization in the OR, but I'm obviously also biased. But if to put aside for a moment kind of the digital microscopy, I mean, I'm excited about the, the promise of biomechanical imaging, osteography. I mean, this could potentially shed new light on, on, on afflictions such as, let's say, glaucoma and even cataract. Um, I mean, I believe in the promise of metabolic imaging. I mean, this could this really has the potential to usher in a new era in early detection of diseases. I mean, even more so than what we currently term as kind of the preclinical stage. Um, but also with the identification of new OCT-based biomarkers uh, for diseases such as, you know, AMD, neovascular or non-neovascular. And I'm probably neglecting so many areas right now. Uh, but, but really, the emergence of new biomarkers in, in this field is something that could change the way clinical care is offered. We're seeing a lot of exciting stuff in the pipeline, uh, for example, for geographic atrophy and, and other areas. So um, I'm hoping that we could, in the same way that Spectralis and you know, OCT enabled the adoption of anti-VEGF injections and the follow-up and the care, I hope we can do the same thing also for the anterior segment with Anterion and for the retina with Spectralis and its next generations. Yeah, wonderfully said. You know, I feel like that's almost like a white paper abstract there where you talked about the kind of future of ophthalmology. And it's uh, rare, you know, that we have um, completely new insights, but I feel you have shared some here today, particularly the biomechanics, biomarkers and metabolomics. I think these are really areas that are very nascent in ophthalmology. So uh, you really ought to share more content, uh, your, your thoughts around this, because I think we all have a lot, a lot to learn from this. And talking about learnings, um, well, I just want to ask you to both, uh, as leaders in the space, you both 
speak so passionately about uh, and authentically about your your belief in what you're doing and how we can all serve the ophthalmology community and particularly by virtue of, of what you're doing at Heidelberg Engineering. So I'd like each of you to tell me, um, you know, what how what are your leadership values? Have they changed over time? And you know, what advice might you give to anyone who wants to emulate your career path? So maybe Kafir, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, sure. I guess the first advice I would give to anyone kind of entering the field of ophthalmology is to really invest the necessary time and effort in learning this field. Because, I mean, it's as we all know, it's not an easy subject matter. And, and the eye is kind of a labyrinth of optical, anatomical, and, you know, physiological um, complexities and idiosyncrasies. And, and I think your credibility as a leader really depends on your ability to kind of hold um, conversations with, with stakeholders in the field uh, or, 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 you know, in any subfield um, for, for that matter. Very true. And if, I, if someone had told me I was going into a labyrinth in ophthalmology, I may not have taken that path. <laughs> so, we tell them and, after they join. That's, that's that's the trick. Very true. Very true. Uh, and Tosh, how about you? You've obviously, you know, had experiences in the organization, but also, uh, you know, inspiring, uh, you know, emerging leaders in ophthalmology as well. So talk to us more about that. Yeah, I mean, um, just to kind of sort of dovetail uh, exactly what Kafir said, I would probably say alongside the um, industry and the book learning, uh, you really have to get into the clinics. Uh, you learn so much more. It's, well, fortunately or unfortunately, a bustling NHS EMD clinic or glaucoma clinic will soon show you uh, the pressures that our customers and the patients are under. Uh, and I think you will actually get so much more uh, insight into the clinical workflow, which, you know, for which for a medical device company in terms of the things we're talking about now, um, just, you know, having that experience in the clinic, talking to clinicians, going into sit in the clinic just to see what the um, roadblocks are really does help a lot in terms of visualizing how you're going to provide a solution to try and fix this. Um, so, I mean, but yeah, everything um, uh, that we do here and I try and do, it's always evidence-based it's obviously uh extremely you know clinically relevant um i mean almost thinking sometimes like a researcher when obviously even a commercial organization helps a lot because then that bolsters up the direction and vision you want to take thank you yep well said to kind of really both of you resonated on that fact you just need to to know the language of ophthalmology and you know sort of related to that if folks want to know more about you know, the very comprehensive education that Heidelberg Engineering provides or want to know more about the, the technicalities or the specs, um, how should folks uh, reach out? Maybe, Tosh, you could tell us the, the easiest way to get through. Yeah, to I mean, um, we have a wealth of information, you know, on our Heidelberg business lounge. I mean, it's it's probably more in depth than uh, we as employees even take sort of use and advantage of in terms of understanding um, uh, what the technology can do. Obviously, there's lots of clinical relevant data there and it's all in manageable chunks, whether it's obviously in videos and paper format or like this in a kind of podcast as well. So uh, a wealth of information about the company and about our products and how we're striving to make a difference. And um, Kavir, you are, of course, leading corporate strategy. And we all know there are so many uh, entrepreneurs and, and budding entrepreneurs who listen to this podcast. So if anyone's got a wonderful idea, feels that it might resonate with the scope and vision of Heidelberg Engineering, how should they reach out to you or your team? 
I mean, we're very approachable and uh, and responsive. Uh, usually at trade shows and meetings, that's the best opportunity for an in-person conversation. So anyone that stops by the Heidelberg Engineering booth, we'd be happy to engage in such conversations or simply contact us by uh, by email. And if, if you cannot find the email address, you know, you pick up the phone and call Heidelberg Engineering and you'll easily get that information, either Tosh's email or my email, uh, depending on the subject matter. Sounds wonderful. Well, thank you both for this foray into Heidelberg Engineering. I think or I certainly learned a lot more about the company, uh, its vision and purpose, and it's wonderful to speak to two leaders in the space. So Tosh Vadia, Kafir Azule, thank you very much both for joining us and thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Sophia. Thanks for listening to the OIS podcast. Tune in next week as we chat science, medicine, and industry with ophthalmology's leading experts. Visit OIS.net for more information on podcasts, events, and exciting new features.